0: This weekend we've been talking about God encounters and the things that he wants to do in and through us. We really do carry his power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us to break every chain. I love having encounters with people because it's to demonstrate the nature of God. It's to demonstrate his eternal love. There's a cafe that I uh, would go to every week. You must think all I do is go to cafes because most of my things are in cafes with total strangers but there's there's a lady in this cafe that I would go to every week great brekkie and I got to know the lady who works at this cafe quite well you know when they know your order and just the right coffee yeah <laughs> yeah it's a long way But the Lord said to me, as I was just walking past the cafe, he said, go and buy Leslie, her name, go and buy her some flowers. What was that, Lord? I want you to go and buy Leslie some flowers. Okay. Why? Just go and buy her some flowers. And I want you to tell her that I have not forgotten her. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking, I know better than to ignore that. So I'm just going to go and buy some flowers and I'm going to give them to her. And I did. She was really busy at the time. And I said, hi, Leslie, I've just got some flowers. And I know this is going to stra- sound really strange. because what I normally say. But the, uh, you know how I believe in God? Well, he, he wants you to have these flowers. They're from him. And he says to you, I have not forgotten you. And she looked at me as if I had, I don't know, three heads. And she just awkwardly said, okay, thank you. Okay, see you, bye. (laughs) Anyway, so I went back there two days later. And she said, Jen, Jen, I was waiting for you to come back. She said, I just, I can't, I couldn't wait to tell you. I said, why, what's happened? She said, "Your flowers. She said, I couldn't believe, it. nobody has ever said anything to me like that before. She said, yes, it was a bit weird. And I didn't know how to respond. Sorry, I was so, but I didn't know what else to say. So that's okay. She said, but the thing is, your are flowers. Now, this is a woman who in her early 40s, no children. She had a dog, 14 years old. The day I gave her her flowers, she went home to discover her 14-year-old dog, who was perfectly healthy when she left for work, had passed. She said to me, I went home and my dog had died. This, This dog was her life. Single lady, no children. This dog was her life. And she said, and I took the flowers and I made a burial for my dog. She was overwhelmed that God had said, I have not forgotten you. Though you were childless, I have not forgotten you. And I care about the very things that are important to you. I care about your dog. Your dog who was your world. And I care enough about you that you have a nice, decent burial for your dog. That's the heart of the Father. That's a love encounter. We can't give away what we don't have. But we do have the love of the Father. We do have his peace. We do have his love, his kindness, his compassion, his gentleness. We have it all. It was given to us at the very time of conversion. We have it all. We can demonstrate the nature of all those beautiful attributes of our Father. We're meant to. We're meant to give away God encounters. But, you know, often I think as believers, we can get a little bit caught up in in how do we do this? Okay, we've got a God encounter, so what's the method? Is there an ABC? Is there five points to giving a God encounter? You know, can I memorize them? Can I do this? Can I do that? What do I do to be successful in God encounters? And we can kind of sort of just miss the whole thing. And I just want to share with you the big, big secret for us to be able to demonstrate these beautiful God encounters. It's found in a passage in Luke 10, 40 to 42, and it's a passage we know well. But the Lord replied to Martha, Martha, You are anxious and you're troubled about many things. There is need of only one, but a few things. And Mary has chosen the good portion. And that Martha will not be taken away from her. We know the passage well, don't we? You know? We know the passage so well. And while there is so much that we can actually unpack with this passage, there's just something I wanted to really emphasize about Mary and Martha. You see, back in that day, when uh, rabbis were teaching, Jewish scholars would sit at the feet of a rabbi. They would sit at the feet of the rabbi, and, you know, in this humility and yes I'm listening submission what what are you saying and I want to learn from you and Mary was not just some sort of devoted student to a rabbi but she knew the posture that she had to have to listen to her master it's like master you have my full attention I'm here I'm listening what do you want to say to me what do you want to do what what is it I'm I can't get enough of you. Everything can wait. Martha, deal with it. It has to wait. I, I'm, I just can't get my eyes off him. <sighs> How to have amazing encounters with people, how to have amazing God encounters with the people in your life, with the people you work with, with the people you go to uni with, with the people you go to school with, with the people who you do golf with, with the people that you, I don't know, whatever it is. How to have that, it depends on how well you sit at the master's feet. It's the stillness and the solitude. How do you allow him to love you? You know, one time the Lord said to me, Jen, can you stop talking? I love to hear you talk, but I want to talk too. I just want you to sit. I want you to listen. I want you to be with me. Just zip it. I love you, zip it, enjoy me, let me fill you, know my presence, because when you deeply know my presence, these encounters are just going to flow, they're just going to flow. And we will begin to see an explosion happening, you will see an explosion of things happening in your life. The more you sit at the master's feet, the more you are just gazing into him and listening to him. Everything is going to be spontaneous. Everything is going to flow from that. It's that place of inhabitation, this place of abiding. And, you know, sometimes we, we, even as believers, we can get that a little bit mixed up. We think, yeah, okay, so the primary focus is that I, I need to have this intimacy, this, this love with the Father. And so I need that so I can go and do that. It's like, oh, no, you have intimacy with the Father to love him for no other purpose but to love him, to love him and you shall love the Lord your God and out, out of, Sorry. out of and with your whole heart and out of and with all your soul, your life and out of and with all your mind. And out of and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with every part of your being. Love him first and foremost. And you know what? We are going to see amazing things happen. It's like some years ago. I was listening to this, I can't remember who it was actually, but it was this lady and she had this most incredible anointing and she was doing all these amazing things and and she said, you know, it was after she had a 40-day fast. I thought, what a great idea. Wow, I'm going to go on a 40-day fast. So, I'm going to go on a 40-day fast and I said to my girlfriend, Chris, I said, let's go on a 40-day fast. She said, yes. So, we did. And so up to day 27, like God's going, how's your starvation diet going? Up to day 27, he said, look, Jen, I get it. It's beautiful. I know what you're doing. But I tell you when to fast. And I tell you when to stop. And I tell you when to finish. And my friend opened a Bible and I said, and I still wasn't convinced, and, and I said, no, no, I've got to go to 40 days. It's only day 27. I've got to go to 40. There's my I'm going to 40 because I want to live like that. I want to have that anointing. I want to, that's me. I want to do that. I want to have that authority. I want to have that power. It's like, Really? And then my friend Chris, she opened a Bible and she said, I'm just looking at the first verse that God has just given me, Jen. She was trying to be very gentle with me. I said, yes, what is it? And she said, stop and eat. Okay. So I reluctantly had some soup. How easily we can get caught up in, you know, if I just tick this box and if I do that right and I do this well and I, and I fast and I spend 10 hours in prayer today and if I do this and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be something. I'm going to do something great. And Mary just sat at the Master's feet. Because Jesus is the meal. He is the meal. Mary was already having a wonderful feast because Jesus is the meal. You know, Wes and I were talking the other day and we were reflecting on just because we have been in ministry previously for well over 25 years. And we were reflecting, Wes was telling me he was reflecting on some pastors' conferences and, you know, over the years, and all the pastors get together. And and it's interesting, and it's sad, that in those conversations, intimacy with the Father was related to what we do. You know, how big is this, and what are we doing here, and this is amazing, and yeah, and da da da, 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 da blah, blah. And it's just, you know, what, what, what are we doing? It's almost like a competition. And we associate intimacy with doing things because that's sad. It's, we resolve to principles and not relationship. And don't get me wrong, Tim and Bonnie would be absolutely lost without the workers in this church, okay? Just saying. But at the same time, you know, Mary and Martha... We kind of look at them and go, well, Martha was so bad and Mary had it all together. It's not even that. We need the Martha. We need the Mary. We need both. But it's a matter of what takes precedence. What is more important in the moment? If God is telling you to work, you work. If he tells you to sit at my feet, you sit at his feet. But we get things out of order and we make it really complicated But what happens when we hang out with the Father? Ask Moses. <laughs> Came down off the mountain. What was his face like? It was just shining. You know, because God's presence rubs off on you. When you're in his presence, his presence rubs off on you. I don't, say, I don't normally say this sort of thing. But the Lord has just told me to say it. In my workplace, I really love my work friends. There's about 20 of us who work there. And I really, really love my work friends and I pray for them regularly. And everyone's had prayer. Everyone's been anointed with oil. Well, not everyone, but most of them have been anointed. I'll pray you're sick today, I'll pray for you. The Lord is saying this. He gave me a dream. You don't need to have that fear. But one of the things that he was saying, uh, that that one of the things that the girls at work say to me, they say, Jen, you carry peace in this place. You carry peace. You change the atmosphere. There's a peace in this place. That's so God. God. Because Jen Jessup doesn't naturally carry peace, but I carry the peace of my father. And I give him total glory for that. Are you hungry to see God work in your community? I fully believe you are. And it's just so beautiful to what I've seen over this weekend, how you love on each other. You have such a beautiful heart for each other and you shepherd each other and it's really, really beautiful. It's something, unfortunately, it's rare. It's unique and it's rare and it's really, really beautiful. But there's so much more because we can always take what we have here and take it out there. We can easily do God encounters with each other. But it's being able to give the God encounters with the people you're rubbing shoulders with every day. I... um, I said yesterday... Do you want to tell your own amazing stories of what God does? Do you want to tell your own amazing stories that, you know, you were so nervous, but you decided that you felt like, God, he give, he's given me this word for that person in the supermarket and I, I've just got to do it, I'm so nervous, what if I'm wrong, what if I don't get, what? but I've just got to do it, and you do it, and God comes through for you, and you're just like, whoa, this is amazing. You know, and it's like, wow, God. And you, and you know that you have just given this love encounter for someone. You know that God has just spoken into their life in a way that just has blown your mind. And they've had this incredible encounter with the loving Father. And you were part of it. And it just, yes. And you want more of that. And it gives you a buzz. And it's just like, I want to do that again. God, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. My son is following in his mum's footsteps and he's just, he's latching hold of setting people free from the demonic because he knows what he has been set free from and that's a whole other testimony. But he's, he, had, he was working with someone and praying for someone and he saw the freedom that God gave them and set them free and he said, Mom, I just want to do it again. I can't wait. This is amazing to see God's power. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But, you know, the thing is, for a lot of us, we can feel inadequate. One of the things that the enemy has tried to teach, teach me, and I believe the enemy tries to teach us things, because he keeps saying it over and over and over and over and over, you don't have what it takes, Jen. You just stay your little average self over there You just keep it quiet and you just behave yourself over there. We don't want, no, 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 you shh, you stay there. You don't have what it takes. You have this inadequacy. Oh, one day you might grow up, but you know, just for now, you just stay right there. And for many years I believed that lie and many years I feel that we all believe lies of what the enemy says about us. And one of the main things that I think he does tell us is that we can't do it. You don't have what it takes. And it's one of the biggest lies because he knows exactly the power that is within a believer. And he knows that power will absolutely trample his head. And he doesn't want you to know it. We have a blackboard at home in our kitchen. And I have written a scripture on it, Ephesians 3, 19 to 20. This is the the living passion translation. Get a load of this. This is incredible. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. to to accomplish all this. Listen to this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, For his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Ephesians 3, 19 to 20. You know what? You have what it takes. You and I have what it takes. You can ask for every good thing you can ever experience and God is going to do above that. You can imagine every good thing beyond your ability to even name and God will do above that. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, exceed the measure, exceed the description according to what? According to the power that is in you. It is in you. You have what it takes. What is your request to the Father? What is your dream to the father? What is your what would your wildest imagination look like before the father? Think about that. What would it look like? Because the father wants to have this conversation with you. He wants to sit down and he wants to have that conversation with you. What are you thinking? What are you dreaming for? What do you believe me for? What can you see me doing in and through you? What is it? One of the things like the enemy does, he did to Jesus in the, when Jesus was being tempted, he tried to get him to doubt, doubt his ability, you know. Oh, if you're the son of God, well, why don't you do this? Oh, if you say you're the same word, why don't you do this? He wants to bring this doubt of your identity, of who you are. Not what you've done, not what you've achieved, not what you're not this, not that. It's just you because the Spirit of God lives in you. No other reason. You are you. You are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. It's your identity. It's who you are. Okay, I was in another cafe. (laughs) It's a different one, but I, and I went up to the cafe, and I didn't know this lady, and, and just said so she's at the counter, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, and I looked up at her, and I'm about to order, and the Lord said, you need to pray for her back, because it needs to be healed, and I just went, could I have a cappuccino and raisin toast, thank you very much, <laughs> and off I went and sat down. And I'm sitting there with the girls and they're all chatting and I'm like, oh, I blew it. Oh, I blew it. And not that God brings condemnation. and I'm not saying he's like, you're bad, Jennifer. No, but I just really felt that I didn't do what my father asked me to do. And even after I'd eaten, I still couldn't bring myself to do it. So I went home and I said to the Lord, You know what, Lord? I'm so sorry. I, I've really blown it. I've really blown it. You gave me an opportunity to share your love and I blew it. But can you give me that opportunity again? Can I see that lady again? And so I went back to the cafe and she wasn't there. I'm like, yeah. And so then I'm walking through the shopping centre and there's Coles on that side and here she is (laughs) walking straight toward me. And the father said, there's your opportunity, I'm like, of course, (sighs) okay. So I walked up to her and I said, hi, uh, my name is Jen and I was in the cafe the other day and she thought I was going to give a complaint. I said no, no, no. I, I, I'm um, nothing to complain about. But you know what? I came up and ordered. And I know this is going to sound really crazy, but when I when I walked up to order my meal, I I said I felt like um, that God, he wanted me to share with you something because you see, I believe in God, and I believe that he has messages for people. And I know that sounds strange, but I believe that um, he said that you have a back that needs to be healed. By this time, I had ran into Col's in the fruit and veg section. So I'm just ducking and weaving and finding this lady. So I found her in Coles, and I'm saying this to her. And she said, yes, I do. I have um, arthritis in my back. And, and I said, oh, oh, okay, well, you know what? You know, God wants to bring healing in your back. I said, I know this is going to sound weird, but do you mind if I place my hand on your shoulder or I was on her back? I said, do you mind if I just pray healing for you? She said, yeah, sure. She wasn't worried. I did that. And, and then I awkwardly said, okay, all right then. Well, thank you. Um, I'll see you. She said, yeah, I'll see you. Stage left. And I went back to see her a few days later and I said, hey, I just thought I'd say hi and see how you're doing with your back. I said, how's your back? She said, oh, it's fine. She said, after you prayed, it's been perfect. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I knew it would be. God is always a step before us. He's always ready to help us in all of those situations. He knows it can be nerve-wracking. He knows it's hard for us to sometimes step out. But he's always going to go before us and he will never let us down. Even if we get it wrong, even if we think it's not right. You know, I, I was sharing how I go to New Age festivals and minister to men and women at these festivals. And one lady was sitting in front of me and I got the word stationary. And I said, oh, I said, so do you like writing? Are you, do you like journaling or do you write? Do you like things like that? And she said, no. I said, oh, okay. Uh. And then my friend who was, uh, we were ministering together and he said, oh, do you feel like you're stuck? And she said, oh, yes. I went, oh. you know, so stationary. I just... Got it mixed up. But all the time that God is there and he's helping us work through all our little, you know, things we get wrong. He's just, it's okay. He's weaving with us to get to the result that he's after with the person. And then we could pray for her and help her to be unstuck and then move forward and so forth. Have you had God in a box? Is this teeny little box. Or is it a bit bigger? But God is not meant to be in a box, period. Because we have this power that... Is more than what we can ask for. It is absolutely limitless. It can go beyond your wildest dream, beyond your imagination, beyond what you could ever begin to think happen in your world, in the people you love, in the people you work with, in the people you do your hobbies with, you associate with, the people in the club you go to, in the the people that wherever you're whoever you're rubbing shoulders with, with those people, he wants to empower us to a whole new level and it's got to start somewhere friends we've really got to believe this we've really really got to believe this and you know what during last week when I was um, praying for, for this message and praying for you guys I felt like the father was saying that there are two main groups of people One, there are people that are tired and weary from working, perhaps carrying a load, wherever the load may be. There's that group of people and there's a group of people who need to take up the courage and understand who they really, really are and be powerful not just with each other, But out there. And the way for that change, the way to improve in both of those areas will be sitting at the master's feet. If you are tired and weary, you sit at the master's feet because he's going to help you drink from a cup that will never run dry. And if you need your courage, if you need the boldness, if you need to really begin to grasp and understand the potential of who you really, really are, sit at the master's feet and you will drink from the cup that will never run dry. You know, in our prayer meeting, I'm just going to finish with this, that in the prayer meeting on Friday night, which was amazing, I'm just like, I could barely speak. (laughs) But I saw, all I kept seeing was the lion and the lamb, the lion and the lamb, the lion and the lamb. And I felt like the father was saying to me that, you know, we know that Jesus was the lamb who was slain and we know that he was the lion. And I just felt he was also saying, but the lamb also represents that he, he is our shepherd. He is your shepherd. He is the shepherd to this church. And you are shepherds to each other and shepherds in the community. But you are a lion. And you are meant to roar. You are meant to roar. I mean really, really Raw. Yes. Because you have what it takes to make a difference in this community, in Bundaberg, in your environment, in with your friends. You have the difference. And I can tell you now, they will see the difference in you. And those doors, this place will not be big enough because they will see Jesus in you. The reason why people go to psychic fairs, because they want spirituality. They want to know who God is. They want to understand spirituality. They want something that is real and tangible. They're going to all the dark, wrong places. But we have the truth, and we can bring that life. We can bring it into their being. We can show them how different The truth of spirituality really, really is. They need it. They need it. I don't know about you guys, but every now and then I say, Father, I'm sorry, I just need a burst of your courage again. I just need your courage again. I don't want to waste any more of my years I don't want to be squashed down by the enemy telling me that I'm inadequate. I want to live for my full potential. What about you guys? What about you guys? The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, say it, lives in me. (laughs) The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. He lives in me to break every chain, every chain chain. Every chain. Every chain. I don't know where to go from here. I just feel like perhaps maybe we could have, I know we've probably gone over time and I don't want to hold everyone up or whatever, but I just feel like perhaps at this time we just make this declaration. We are standing and we're making a declaration and if you need prayer to break off fear, to break off anxiety, to break off timidity, to break off things that are holding you back, you know you're being held back, it's almost like a a force that is holding you back, then it is time to be set free, to break the chain. Start with us first, break the chain. And then, then we can break the chain in others' lives. Shall we sing something? (laughs) I don't know. Lord, I just want to give you praise and I want to just thank you, Father, that you can do over and above, over and above what we can begin to think, dream, imagine, (laughs) Father. Oh, Papa. Lord, I believe with all my heart you want your people Totally set free from the lies of the enemy. Totally, to totally grasp who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Limitless, limitless in everything you give us.